Ladies and gentlemen of the community, it is the best day of the week. It is Monday, but it's also maybe one of the best days of the year today. It's a very good national calendar. Move aside the terrible one that we had on Sunday. It is national. A couple of things today. If you're in California, shout out National California Day. But the big one, the big one, National Margarita Day, the Margs. If you're not celebrating today with a nice old Marg, it doesn't even have to be alcoholic if that's not your thing. Nice little margarita today. Celebrate. Give yourself something to celebrate on a Monday, a new week, a new week to do something great. Like I said, I think Mondays, if there was a best day of the week, it would be Mondays, and if there's some for some reason you dread Mondays, you dread getting up on Mondays, well, change what you dread about it. Change if it's your routine. Change and work towards changing if it's some job that you hate that you're going to on Mondays because it's literally, to me, the best day of the week. It's it's when businesses start to get back to people because they're actually back in the office. It's a nice little refresh of a week. So, yeah, how y'all doing? Be sure to be celebrating with National Margarita Day. Maybe I'll reach out to Mr. Nick BDGE, the Marg King himself, and see if uh, see if that fellow wants to hop on a live stream later today and just drink some Margs for no reason. Just drink some Margs for no reason and take some Q&As. Who knows? Who knows? And you know what? That's a brilliant idea. Just ended up tagging him in something that's going to be scheduled later today on Twitter. Happy National Margarita Day. Live stream Marg drinking AMA tonight. So maybe, maybe you have to see how that trends out. Maybe later today we'll be live streaming just and ask me anything for the audience while drinking some Margs to celebrate the big, the big national holiday the big calendar day today but 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 and this is a big old booty we got a six game slate later tonight so everybody everybody as we get into this let's all gather our thoughts here let's get all right hey, hey put the margarita dead juice down right now if it's 9 10 a.m where you are okay okay come on relax we, we got to get through this first and screw it top that thing off with some tequila as well and you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning like the wise drake said but we got a six game slate we're gonna be breaking it down with the top 12 plays the best 12 plays that you get right here right we're gonna be starting you off nice with that and based on injury news because there's a decent amount some questionable tags already early on some starting lineups that we're gonna have to probably see in Houston and some other areas. So decent amount of injury news already. Just be sure to track on Patreon down below. We'll be updating projections and ranks and things like that today. I have a call with somebody who runs an optimizer, is creating an optimizer, is actually one of the patrons. Going to be seeing if we can add that to the offerings over on Patreon. Nice little lineup optimizer, lineup generator for all of you. So if you're interested in that type of stuff, be sure to come over to Patreon. Always looking to improve those tools. So that's linked down below. And the sponsor, the sponsor. So like, subscribe, you know, hit that little notification bell as well. We'll be live at 4.30 p.m. East Coast time later today. We'll be live for an hour. We give away some NBA Top Shot moments yesterday. That was a lot of fun in the live stream. Maybe we'll be doing some more of that as the weeks go on. But the sponsor of today's show, and what a, what a day for them. Margarita Day, they get to the sponsor the show. Oof, it can't get any better for that. It's going to be Super Draft. Super Draft, as I got the hoodie on right now, too. So we're not just sponsoring these people without repping them. We're literally repping them in more, more, ways, more ways than just one physically with that shit on me right now. So Super Draft, multiplier format. Super Draft, not going to fill. Five figures back to first place after they took the weekend hiatus and going below five figures to first. But now we're back. $10,000 whiskeys to first place. And if you're not already, a member on Superdraft, and we'll be talking about some top plays here. We have them down below on Patreon. If you're not a member over there, sign up. Sign up. They have free contests, they have dollar contests, or you can play in the big one that doesn't fill. And none of their contests fill every single night, especially early in the week, right? Especially when we're going to be getting a couple of different contests in there. We have NBA, we have NHL back, right? The PGA events are going to start to open up for the week. The MMA events as the week goes on, right? So you're never going to get these contests to fill until more time passes and more promotion and more site awareness. So get in now while you can just start playing when the contests are only filling at 70%, and you just have to face 30% less of the competition so i cannot stress it enough it should be where your first dollars are being placed if you are in a legal betting state it is a fun format a multiplier format so for example you can see kendrick nunn is our number 12 overall play on the slate he has a 1.7 x multiplier if there's no tyler hero today that looks great i mean kendrick nunn's gonna be the ball handler responsibility for a lot of the time he's gonna see somewhere around 34 minutes in this game probably more times than not without hero a guard who's playing 33 minutes 34 minutes himself so nunn 
Hardy's playing 30-31. He's going to have to see that bump. You saw last time out, Hero left after 14 minutes, and Kendrick Nunn ended up getting 40-plus minutes. So that 1.7x multiplier means like, okay, well, now if Kendrick Nunn goes out there and he scores you 30 points, you actually get to multiply it by 70% extra points, or 1.7x. So there's a lot of upside there. It's all about projections. It's all about understanding game theory and who has the higher ceilings and things of that nature. So all down below on Patreon, you can check out the projections. I have my player pools for both DraftKings, my interest pools, DraftKings, in, in a yes, maybe a no order in terms of my priority of where I'm getting to them on DraftKings and on SuperDraft now is a feature that we added last week after one of the patrons requested it. I thought it was a great idea to be adding that. So check it out down below. Promo code SAL, just my name, simple S-A-L. There's a link in the description that takes you to SuperDraft, SuperDraft.io. Use that code SAL and you'll get a free money bonus in a slow drip format up to $500. Again, code SAL, S-A-L. Let them know that you came from me. So quick injury news, really quick, and then we get into the top 12. Cousins is questionable today. The news came out that they're going to be trading him. So he went from being probable to play to now questionable my guess is he's not going to play if they're looking to trade him because if he goes out there and he played 37 minutes in the last game a guy who has some knee problems right historically if he goes out there and he ends up hurting his back again or hurting his knee again well then they lose all their leverage they're not going to be trading him right now they have to keep him on their books and he's not even going to be playing so my guess would be he's not playing i was surprised to see him being ruled in as probable i'm not sure if that report was by anybody who was actually reputable maybe it was just like their early report and like the pr team just put out oh he doesn't have an injury so he's probable and they forgot that they're going to be trading him so he's questionable oladipo is going to be doubtful today so you can see some guys like sterling Brown pick up more minutes. John Wall, a lot more usage overall. Devontae Graham is doubtful for, once again, Charlotte. And you've been seeing three games in a row with Terry Rozier scoring 50 or more fantasy points. That's going to cool off. He's going to stop shooting 60% from three. He's going to stop shooting 75% from the field like he has been these last couple of games. So later today, when people ask me, why is Terry Rozier not projecting out for 45 to 50 fantasy points? Because I'm not projecting him like he's Steph Curry. I'm projecting him like he's Terry Rozier, who's had a hot shooting streak the last three games. That does not say that the rest of his career is now going to be this hot shooting streak, right? We've seen it many of times. Guys get hot for a week. And then there's some other guys in this slate, like a Robert Covington, who are similar players in terms of how they've been playing as of late. Robert Covington has had six blocks, six stocks, so steals plus box, six in each of the last three games. That's not going to continue. Even for a good player from a blocks and steals department like Robert Covington, two or three would be something that you can expect from him, and that might even be high. Six is going to come down. So that's going to be right there, about 10 fantasy points you're losing from him. So again, somebody else, and I'm not going to project, is this guy going to average six steals and blocks total a game? So we have to settle our expectations on guys like that, just in terms of what Terry Rogier is doing. So he's doubtful. Graham, that should help Rogier. It should help Malik Monk. It should help Lamelo. All these guys, Miles Bridges. Tyler Hero's questionable. He left the last game after 14 minutes. Dylan Brooks out again. And also keep in mind, Justice Winslow came off the bench and played 21 minutes and shot 14 times in that last game. Now, he only shot three of 14. It was his first time playing in like a year, somewhere along those lines. First time ever playing for Memphis, even though he was traded there like this time last year. I think it was actually 13 months his first time there. So look, there were so many guys out that last game, Dylan Brooks, Grayson Allen, that I don't know what Justin Winslow's role is on this team yet, but it was nice to see he actually played 20 plus minutes. I don't think he'll be immediately impactful, but he's a good player. I would not be shocked in the future to see him start to crack the starting rotation as a small forward, as a shooting guard, especially when guys start to get hurt or rest on this team. But if they're all in there today, it's going to be tough to want to get there. The only appealing thing is his price point at 3,600. And then Goran Dragic is out again, which is a nice transition into our top 12. Kendrick Nunn, $5,700. Look, Goran Dragic's being out. We've been kind of on Nunn as this buy low option the last couple of games. Now his price point's going to spike a little bit, but there's some really good reasons for why his price point is spiking, right? You're seeing that price point spike because there's potentially going to be no Tyler Hero today, who in that last game did leave after 14 minutes. Then you got Kendrick Nunn going out there. He ended up playing, I believe, 41 minutes in that game. And I'm not 
expecting Kendrick Nunn to play 41 minutes. He's only point guard eligible, so that hurts him a little bit, but he shot 10 of 14. So he got the similar shot volume, but the things that started to pick up was his opportunities for steals and blocks and assists and rebounds. If you were to take Goran Dragic and Tyler Hero off the court this season, so again, this is assuming that Hero is out. Otherwise, Kendrick Nunn drops out of our top 12 and we'll update it on Patreon. But Kendrick Nunn leads this team in minutes with 324. So he's clearly going to benefit there from a minutes perspective. And he averages 0.9 fantasy points a minute, a 22% usage rate. Those are all good things to see. So Kendrick Nunn is our number 12 overall play. I'll project him into the 32 to 33 minute range for around 0.9 fantasy points per minute. If indeed Tyler Hero is out, he's our number 12 play in a good matchup as well today against OKC where they're still down bodies like a George Hill. Number 11 overall play is going to be Mr. Wendell Carter Jr., who we got to see it, right? We got to see it that last game out. We were just curious in terms of this minutes limit, you know, like 21, 20, 21, where he had some foul trouble in the game. He came back, probably was going to play 24, 25, then plays 27, then plays 25. And then we get to see it out of Wendell Carter Jr. We get to see him play 33 minutes in that last game. Now, everything wasn't great. This is a guy was averaging 13 real life points per game, 12.8. He only had seven in that game. He only shot in that game seven times and he made three of those shots. He was not there all that much in the rebounding department, just five rebounds. That's going to change, right? That's going to change for this guy averaging 13 points a game. He only had seven for a guy averaging seven and a half rebounds a game. He only had five. So that's going to change. But here's a couple other things to keep in mind. The shot volume can definitely go up. Only shot seven times in that game. That can definitely go up, especially with no Laurie Markkinen out there. But the other thing to keep in mind with Laurie Markkinen off the court this year, Wendell Carter Jr. in 355 minutes, a very strong sample, averaging 1.03 fantasy points per minute. So that's really good to see. Now the price point isn't spiking up because he hasn't had that big performance, but it's brewing. We're seeing all this identifying information, right? No Laurie Markkinen still. The minutes coming up is the big one that we can keep an eye on. And the other one, facing Houston today. You have Cousins, who we said, he's now questionable and they don't want to play him. They want to trade him. So I'd be surprised if they played him today. If he's out, the next biggest center on Houston is PJ Tucker. That's it. They don't have any other centers on this team. And that also helps one Carter because he's somebody that gets in foul trouble more often than your average center. But if he's not going up against an aggressive big man center, it's really hard for him to be, uh, them to be drawing fouls. Like PJ Tucker's not going to be drawing fouls at a one Carter, right? So interesting spot here because that price point hasn't come up yet, but it's just sort of like a volcano. just waiting, just waiting to erupt at this point. So when Carter, our number 11 overall play in the day, now we get into our top 10 plays and we're going over to Houston. And with these Houston, there's going to be a couple guys, spoiler alert, a couple guys up in this top 10 for you, but, 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 big old booty. We have to keep this in mind. This is assuming that you're not going to have, well, one, Oladipo being doubtful. I'm assuming he's out, but I'm also assuming that Cousins was to miss in this game. Now, if Cousins was to miss, Jason Tate would be my number 10 overall play on the opposite side of this game for one, Carter in a nice matchup against Chicago. Jason Tate has dual eligibility as a small forward and power forward. And this is the nice thing to see. If there was to be no DeMarcus Cousins today, I would assume, I would assume that you get PJ Tucker playing at the five and they just play positionless basketball. But there's also a chance Jason Tate picks up five minutes, but at the very worst, Jason Tate would move from being a number three option to going down to power forward. Tucker playing a lot of power forward when you have Cousins out there. So anytime that you get a guy who normally plays small forward, moving now to power forward and playing a lot of minutes, the last couple of games for Jason Tate, 40 minutes and 33 minutes, shooting 12 times and 11 times over those last two games, that's massive. Now he's priced up to $5,900. He was just recently 4,600 a couple of games ago. So they obviously gave him this bump for the recent minutes and potentially because we got the news like I think two days ago now that Cousins wasn't going to be playing that much anymore. So with him playing closer to the basket, you can assume that he's going to get easier shot attempts, right? Easier shot attempts, opportunities for blocks, and just easier rebounding opportunities. The rebounding rate will go up. So I'm going to project him into the point nines for fantasy points per minute. I'm going to project him into those mid thirties, like 33, 34, 35 in minutes. And at 5,900, he's going to look slightly too cheap. It's not going to be the best play in the slate, but 
$5,900. He's definitely a top 10 play for me if there is no Cousins today. So that's our number 10 play. Moving over to number nine, teammate David Nwaba. And David Nwaba can potentially go higher here depending on if he starts. If we can get David Nwaba starting and we feel good about him getting somewhere around like 32 minutes in this game. In that last game when Cousins is playing massive minutes, when you still get Sterling Brown playing into the mid-20s of minutes, Nwaba only played 24 minutes. But if Nwaba ends up going out there and playing 32 minutes or so, this $4,600 price tag is not going to be good enough. This is a guy who's going to be getting rebounds. This is a guy who will take a massive upgrade if there's no Cousins from that rebounding rate. Last two games, 11 rebounds and 10 rebounds. So I think he would see 30 plus minutes if he indeed starts. If he doesn't start, I think you can still soak out of him 26 or 28. Not an awful play, but I would be more interested in whoever is starting. Maybe a Sterling Brown. We'll have to see. Maybe they end up spot starting like a Ben McLemore. Maybe a Daniel House starts over him. So we'll have to see what happens here. Next man up, a number eight overall play is Mike Conley. And this is if he's not limited. Last game back, he returned. He played 25.3 minutes. He started in that game. He basically closed that game out. All the starters left with like 20 seconds left in the game. So he basically played. He, he would have played if he didn't. Like he was going to play 26 minutes if he closed the entire game out. And it didn't turn out to the fact where they knew they were going to lose. They lost by four in that game. So Mike Conley at $6,000 flat, 1.5x multiplier and super draft. If you only get 25 minutes, I'm not interested. If we can get back to okay he's not limited anymore he's gonna get his 30 to 31 minutes that we expect out of him the guy who's averaging I mean this is a guy who said he wants to be an all-star I mean him being out for a decent amount of time two weeks kind of hurts that but he is averaging 1.12 fantasy points per minute he is a good two-way player as always so Mike Conley at six thousand dollars right now is giving you nice mid-range value it'll be interesting to see where his ownership starts to come in if we get told the minutes limit is off if the minutes limit is still on if he's gonna be limited to now 26 27 not interested but if the minutes limit comes off Mike Conley versus guys like Jason Tate at 5900 versus guys like Kendrick Nunn it's gonna be very interesting to see where the ownership comes in I think Jason Tate will pick up some more based on recent minutes and I think Kendrick Nunn, if he was out, probably picks up some more, which makes Mike Conley a nice sneaky option, our number eight overall play, if there's no minutes limit for him. Getting down now to number seven, it's going to be Mr. Gordon Hayward. And there's a couple of things to this that I want to point out. So you have Devontae Graham Dowdle, and this is assuming he doesn't play, of course, but you have Terry Rozier the last three games, 41 minutes, 40 minutes, and 39. That's a lot of minutes. Like, I don't think that's going to hold up. Maybe he starts to play 36, 37, 38, but that's a lot of minutes. But this is what's also happening. He's shooting 20, 29, and 19 times. He's shooting over these last couple of games, 65%. 48% and 63%. And in that last game from three, he shot 73%, eight of 11. Two games ago from three, he shot six of 10, right? So this is a guy right now who's not picking up that many assists, right? Four, four, and three. So not picking up much assists right now, not picking up much steals and blocks. Rebounds are fine. He's had a total of 17 rebounds over the last three games. Okay, that's fine. But he's doing it all on shooting. He scored 36, 33, 41, and 34 real life points over the last four games. I get it. You might be seeing this and saying, oh, that's going to be sticking. You now have Terry Rozier. He's just this great shooter. Okay, okay, that's fine. But also keep in mind, the game before that, he shot 70%. This is a guy who right now is shooting like high 60 percentage-wise over the line, his last four games in shooting percentage. That's not going to hold up. And also the volume, I don't think is going to hold up either. So that's the thing that I want, I want everybody to keep in mind. You have the price point spiking up right now for a guy who's on a very hot four-game shooting streak. The second that he stops shooting 70%, even if he has a good shooting game and shoots 45%, there's a really good chance that he's scoring for you like in the upper 30s, lower 40s. And that might even be a stretch. So I'm kind of out right now on Mr. Terry Rozier. But what I want to say about that is since he's had this hot shooting night if i'm fading the hot shooting nights right and his, his price point coming up maybe the ownership coming up who is not benefiting from that well one guy is gordon hayward whose price point has plummeted at 7100 even though gordon hayward is still averaging 1.05 fantasy points per minute with Devontae graham off the court this year in a sample of 390 minutes so he's averaging 1.04 fantasy points per minute rogier with no Devontae graham all season long just not the last four games is averaging 1.1 so they're very similar players but they have this thousand dollar price difference now so i'll take the price drop on gordon hayward you can put him in a nice small 
small forwards but this is a tough this is a tough position i would say in this price range we're going to get to a couple of other guys right in the 7k flat range there's a couple guys there but gordon hayward our number seven overall play because his price is dropping due to all the production that's being soaked up from this hot last week to week and a half of terry rogier i'm personally not following it right now i like gordon hayward at 7100 way too cheap for a guy who averages a 26 percent usage rate that leads this team with Devonte graham off the court right now and now we get into the top six overall plays if you're still here the number six play is going to be sga shea gilchrist alexander so please if you're still here like button for me and the big one you know subscribing is popping up but that notification bell you tap it bang it will be doing more giveaways for maybe some nba top shots once they have some more packs releasing you tap the notification bell it makes it look like it's lit up and then you get notified of when we're going live we'll be live tonight at 4 30 p.m east coast time for about an hour so be sure to tune into that one and then also we'll be putting out an ipga video later today and a bunch of content throughout the rest of the week so be sure to be tuned in for all of that so i appreciate that in advance sga at eighty four hundred dollars continues to be a great super draft play the, the presenting sponsor of the show continues to see very nice overall assist percentage numbers like we already know the usage rate is there we know the point per minute production is there but it becomes even better when now you get no george hill now for a bunch of games and a lot of those games we forgot about it right we forgot about the impact that george hill has on sga when he's actually in the game because we haven't seen sga in a little while but george hill has been out and george hill is arguably the second best assist percentage player on this team he probably is so when george hill is off the court you get sga starting to average a 36 percent assist percentage already leading the team with a 29 percent usage rate already leading the team with around a 1.3 fantasy point per minute production look this is this is how i'll compare this you currently have jimmy butler on this late up to 9200 but there's a lot of games when jimmy butler is 82 8300 and they were stubborn on moving his price but he kept dropping 50 fantasy points all season long sga has basically been priced between 7800 and like 8400 and for most of the year he's scoring 45 fantasy points but now when george hill's been out he's averaging closer to like 47 48 in these 50 fantasy point games come much more frequently so i'm going to prefer sga at 8400 over Lamelo ball nothing wrong with ball he's he's going to be up close to this top 12 just not there yet you can check the patreon interest and projections and ranks to see exactly where he shows up for me today but since that assist percentage has gone up with no george hill it's a very slight difference right it's a very slight thing no george hill on the court it's looking very nice for sga even as the price point slightly comes up for him he's no longer eight thousand flat eighty four hundred dollars he's our number six overall play today and i like him a lot on the presenting sponsor super draft again use that code sal sal what are you waiting for your first dollar ruskies should be going there if you actually like to have a good chance at winning money back when those contests don't fill promo code sal sal link below gets you that bonus up to five hundred dollars over on super draft so we approach the top five and number five overall is going to be mr john wall for us so you're never going to find a good sample right you're never going to find a good sample if you take off james harden if you take off oladipo who's doubtful today obviously harden with the trade if you take off christian wood who's not going to be out there yet again today and then if you also take off cousins you're not going to find a good sample it's going to be like 60 minutes with john wall on the court so we can't really judge that so let's just leave on demarcus cousins so we actually get a sample of john wall so we take off harden oladipo and wood this year john wall at eight thousand dollars now which is a fair price point you might be saying it's coming up and yeah it probably should because he's still underpriced slightly in my opinion at this point you're getting john wall to average 1.22 fantasy points per minute with those guys off the court a 39 percent assist percentage and a 35 percent usage rate okay that's all good and well but what does he do with his minutes right the minutes are the thing that matters oh oh they're back oh the minutes are all the way back okay cool 36 31 and a blowout so he lost some run at the end 35 and 36 minutes over his last couple of games he's shooting 24 26 20 times his last three games so we've got john wall back gonna probably average even higher if there's no cousins like 1.3 fantasy points a minute gonna take 20 to 25 shot attempts if the game stays relatively close oh yeah and play 35 minutes today john wall's a top five play our number four overall play is going to be russell westbrook and this might be coming a this might be a surprise to some people but russell westbrook ten thousand one hundred dollars the sticker shock might actually keep you away from him oh but bradley beal's still out there Sal. no russell westbrook is actually soaking all the usage away from Bradley Beal if anything when Russell Westbrook is on the court this season he averages a 1.38 fantasy point per minute production when Bradley Beal averages just 1.2 and the big reason why is Bradley Beal only gets a 12% assist percentage next to Westbrook Westbrook has a 46.5% assist percentage for for people that don't know what how that number is is kind of what that relates
relates to. A good assist percentage for a player is like in the mid-20s. Like mid-20s is good. A very strong assist percentage is like 30%. He has a 45.6 when he's on the court this season. That is absolutely insane. He's a walking, walking double-double, and we obviously know he's basically a walking, walking triple-double based on the fact that his rebounding rate is also high. Last couple of games, 11, 13, 13 rebounds. He's had three straight triple-doubles in a row, and he just missed out on having four by one rebound against Boston four games ago. So Westbrook is all the way back, and the minutes are all the way back, 37 and 39 over the last couple of games. $10,100 Russell Westbrook has an immense ceiling. These last four games, he scored over 43 fantasy points or 53 fantasy points in each of them. Coming off of a 27-point triple-double where he scored 61 points, Westbrook is not coming up in price, and he should be. This guy was going to average 1.4 fantasy points per minute, and in a close game against the Lakers today, they have no AD out there. They have no Dennis Shooter. I think it stays close. In a close game, you're probably going to get 37, 38 minutes out of him. Westbrook is a very strong play. He's my number four overall play today. The number three overall play, we're going to get into some centers here. It's Jonas Valanciunas. Look, this is this is the easy s- sample for you, right? Jonas Valanciunas in that last game, the game blew out. Okay, he didn't get you there. He played 25 minutes. In games that don't blow out or in games where he plays 28 to 30 minutes, he's going to go out there. He's going to play close to the basket. His block percentage is going to be in play. His rebounding rate is clearly going to be in play. 12, 15, and 12 over the last three games. Even in 25 minutes of play, he still gets you 27 points and change. He's only $7,200. The price point, if anything, is staying the same or coming down over the last couple of weeks, but he averages 1.34 fantasy points per minute. And against Dallas today, I'm going to love it. I'm going to love his matchups down low at points against Maxi Kleber and points against Dwight Powell and Willie Cauley-Stein. Yes, some Kristoffs, but Porzingis, I'm not too concerned about that. $7,200 Valanciunas, the presenting sponsor, 1.5x Super Draft Multiplier, looks fantastic. He's our number three play. It's as simple as just gets you the minutes. When he gets you the minutes, he gets you there, right? 30 minutes, two games ago, 37 fantasy points. 28, scores you 42 and a half, right? Okay, but he only scored 25 last time out. Well, yeah, they ended up losing by 31 points to Phoenix. So he got his minutes cut down by probably about four or five in that game. If I project him for 28, 29, or 30 in this game, it's going to look nice. Number two overall play today, Ennis Cantor. And Ennis Cantor, he's neck and neck. This range, we talked about it. Gordon Hayward, 7,100. You have Joe Val at 72. Now you have Ennis Cantor at 7K flat. If right now I had to choose, I would take Ennis Cantor over those guys. And here's the reason why. Look, the competition outside of Damian Lillard is really not there for Cantor. Like the, the fact that you're getting 12 fantasy points a game over the last three games in each of those games for Robert Covington from steals and box, I'm not going to be factor that into what takes away from Cantor. It's not like you're getting Covington to steal his rebounds, Cantor's rebounds, or steal his overall shot attempts. But for Cantor right now, when you take these guys off the court, he's going to average around 1.22 fantasy points per minute in terms of no McCollum and no use of Nurchich out there. And the other thing for Cantor is we were talking about it, right? We were talking about Cantor's last couple of games. Every single game Cantor goes out there, as long as he gets the minutes, he's going to be somebody that stands out, right? And now he's a nice matchup against Aiton. And every single game he's getting the minutes, 33, 30, and 34. But these last couple of games were kind of wonky. He played 33 minutes. He only shot 20%. He still gets you 34 fantasy points. Next game plays 30 minutes, but he doesn't get rebounds. It was an outlier game. This is a guy who's normally getting, there's only been two games in the last 10 games that he hasn't gotten 10 or more rebounds. And one of those games, he got eight rebounds. The other one, just four. So in that game, two games ago against New Orleans, where he only got four rebounds, that's a clear outlier. That's something that's not going to continue to happen. So he said, okay, he shot 50%, but he didn't get the rebounds. He's still getting the minutes. The minutes are there. All the usage is there for him. They just have to come together. The rebounds have to come together in the decent shooting night. Well, you got it. You got it the last amount. 34 minutes, minutes came all the way together. Ended up getting you 13 rebounds, ended up shooting uh, eight of 12, 67%. And he scored you 40 fantasy points. But I hate to break it to you. Look, maybe that's a little bit high because he shot 67%, but he's playing close to the basket. Those performances are probably the status quo. 36 to 38 to 40 fantasy points are the status quo when Cantor's actually out there for his 30 plus minutes and shooting greater than 50%. And this is a guy on the season who's shooting like 68% since he's a center playing close to the basket. So once the minutes, once the shooting, the rebounds all click, which most games, the rebounds and the minutes click, it just comes down to if you're going to shoot 20% versus 60%. His 1.5x super draft multiplier is the exact same as what you're getting right now from Jonas Valanciunas. I'll prefer Cantor as of now. Our number one overall play today, Mr. LeBron James. $10,400. You might be saying, ah, he hasn't been doing anything without uh, Anthony Davis and Dennis shooter out there. I would laugh at that and say, well, he scored 58 fantasy points. He scored 51 fantasy points in a game where he didn't even hit the double-double with only eight rebounds, right? This last time
timeout, he just misses a triple double. He scores 19 points, nine assists, nine rebounds, just misses a triple double, and he only shot 33% in that game. So his last timeout, he plays 37 minutes in a close game, scores 46 fantasy points while just missing an extra like six point bonus from triple doubles and double doubles and things like that, right? While also shooting just 30% from the field. But when LeBron actually has the upside in a close game, right? When he plays these 37 minutes, he's going to more times than not, like he did against Minnesota the first game with no AD. He's going to go out there. He's going to play in close games, 37, 38 minutes. He's going to shoot 20 times. He's going to make more than 30% of them a lot more times than not, like he did driving in that game, shot 65%, got to the double-double and scored 58 fantasy points. LeBron James, my number one overall play today on DraftKings. We will track this as the day goes on in terms of our overall projections and rankings, but thank you so much for being here. Please, before you go, like button, subscribe button, and hit that notification bell. We'll be live later today. Some PGA content dropping today and throughout the week as well. All the tools and rankings will be updated below on Patreon. For the NBA and a bunch of other stuff, I'll be talking to a gentleman today about his lineup optimizer and generator. Maybe we can get that going over on Patreon in the coming days or weeks. Thank you so much in advance. Support the sponsor of the show, Superdraft, linked down below. Promo code SALSAL gets you that free money bonus. I'll see you all later on today. Enjoy the best day of the week. Enjoy the start of your week, everybody.